Hey everyone, welcome to episode 57 of Something Worth Thinking About, a podcast that aims to help our listeners live out the Word of God in Philippians 4 verses 8 through 9. Let's intentionally think about things that matter, things that are true, honorable, just, pure, beautiful, commendable, and praiseworthy. In other words, good things that are worth thinking about and doing. My name is Randy Todd, and I am thrilled to have you join me today, and I hope all through the summer. This summer of 2021, we will explore what I believe is the beating heart of the gospel of Jesus. This beating heart is our fellowship with God, made possible through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And this koinonia fellowship is a shared life together with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In today's podcast, we turn our attention to the Apostle Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 1 to hear how Paul prayed long ago for God's people to come to know and understand what it means to be in fellowship with God so that we will live a life that is full of the hope, joy, and purpose that comes from the full participation in the life of God that is again made possible to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Our text today will be Ephesians 1, verses 15 through 23, but let me share a few things with you before we hear this text. You will notice, first of all, that we do not encounter the word fellowship in this passage. But even so, I want us to listen to this passage and hear it with an ear for our fellowship with God, because this concept of the fellowship of God is pervasive throughout this writing, and it's really all that Paul talks about. In the opening section of the letter to the Christians in Ephesus, the Apostle Paul opens our eyes to see how it has actually been God's intention since before the creation of the world that we will have fellowship with God through Christ. In verse 3, he tells us that God has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Paul then goes on to explain how this divine tension of sharing everything with us, every spiritual blessing in Christ, was God's plan since before the very beginning. So in verse 4, we are told that God chose us in Christ before the creation of the world. But he doesn't say that God simply chose us to be his children, his family. What Paul says is that God chose us in Christ before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In other words, before time began, God already knew exactly what he wanted to do. God wanted us to be a part of of his fellowship, God will share with us what belongs to the fellowship of God, the Father and the Son 
and the Holy Spirit, in spite of all of our human weaknesses, in spite of our sins and shortcomings, we will share and participate fully in the person of Christ, in the life, death, and resurrection of Christ to such an extent that we will be holy and blameless in the sight of God. Because in God's great love, he, hear this, he predestined and predetermined that we will be adopted as his children in and through Christ, as Paul will explain in verse 5. So this explanation of the gospel is so rich and deep, and it's incredibly exciting. Paul is not beating us up with guilt and shame over our moral mistakes and failures. We're, he's not saying we're so bad and pathetic that Christ had to die to save us from our sins. No, that's not what he's doing. What Paul does is explains that before God created the world, he already had a plan for how he would include us and bring us into his fellowship, how he would be able to share everything with us. And in the next few verses, Paul explains that we are still waiting for all of this to be fully realized when Christ will return in glory to bring everything, absolutely everything together in heaven and on the earth, an absolute and total koinonia, fellowship, sharing of life together, will be realized at Christ's coming. Yet even as we wait for this blessed hope, God has already given us his Holy Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing, hear that, guaranteeing our inheritance as we wait for our redemption. And all of this is in verses 9 through 14. So I would encourage you when this is over, sit down and open up your Bible and read through Ephesians chapter 1 because it is powerful. It is profound. It is unbelievable. The gospel is so big, so rich, so deep. Now, at the end of verse 14, Paul introduces us to this idea of seeing ourselves as God's possession. A possession not in a selfish or demeaning way, but a possession in the sense that we are his and he is ours. We belong to one another. We are God's children and God is our father. We are God's family, God's people, God's possession. And having said this, we come to the prayer that begins in verse 15. And so as I read it, listen for this idea of koinonia, this shared life in and with God. Listen for the ways that this prayer is about knowing God, knowing this shared life in God that is made possible to us in Christ, and Listen for how participating in everything that is part of the shared koinonia fellowship life of God is in every thought that Paul shares with us in this passage. Let's hear this prayer together. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, 
I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. The word of God. What a powerful prayer. When we say that our koinonia fellowship is with God, we are saying all of these things that Paul prays about. God wants us to know him fully and deeply. God gives us his spirit to make this possible. And we come to know God better and better. And as we come to know him better, we will also come to know the hope to which he has called us. And it's, it is here that Paul really piles on the superlatives. He speaks of God's incomparably great power and his mighty strength, which he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand and the heavenly realms and everything else that God has done for Christ, giving him a name and a title that is above any name that can ever be given anywhere and any time. And God has done this through his power. And Paul prays here that the eyes of our hearts will be enlightened so that we will come to know this incomparably great resurrection power for us who believe. Not just way out there in the future when Christ comes again, but this power that is for us who believe right now in your life today. In fact, Paul takes a pause in this prayer, speaking of God's power, uh, and he, he takes a pause. This prayer will actually continue near the end of chapter 3. But speaking of God's incomparably great power and mighty strength that he exerted when he, and demonstrated in raising Jesus from the dead and seating Christ in glory in the heavenly realms, listen carefully to what Paul says just a few verses later in chapter 2, verse 6. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. We will come back to this passage in our next podcast to explore this a bit further. But let's just say for now what is obvious. Our fellowship is with God through 
Christ. And this koinonia, fully sharing, fully participating fellowship with God is so pervasive that Paul can say about you and me that God has already raised us up with Christ and already seated us with Christ in the heavenly realms. How is this possible? Well, we are in Christ. We are in fellowship with Christ. Christ lives in us and we live in Him. This is what koinonia fellowship is. And so I urge you to pray this prayer for yourself today and pray this prayer for God's people all over the world. Our God is with us. Our God lives within us and among us through His Spirit. Our God shares in our life, our struggles, our victories, our hopes, and our dreams. And our God shares His life with us. His power, His love, His dreams, and His mission to redeem the world, to heal the nations, and to bring His perfect shalom peace into absolutely every life.